So we've been doing this for a little over a year now, and we kind yeah. of came across something. We did. You know, we found a trend we weren't there planning no on finding. <laughs> the trend is we the found trend no that... trends. Okay, you know what? I was going to use that live and wait to just deal it. <laughs> I mean, you set it up. I just we not Yes, we weren't planning on finding that trend, but apparently we found a trend that there really is no new trends. So, or not yeah, so new trends, but just no new. We're not fast no, 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 no. No, no, so, no, no, no. That's, that's, that's what we're talking about today. We're going to touch yeah. on the trends, some evidence-based practice techniques, talk about the placebo effect a little bit, as well as some research articles and some technology. This is, this is not a downer episode, I will say that. I know that... Like, I want to put it out there. I know it can sound like, oh, what do you mean there's, like, no new trends? We just kind of talk about it, and we bring these conversations up, and we have a discussion on why we think that is. Again, this is our opinion. Um, I want to put that out there. If you guys totally disagree with us, by all means, let us know. Let's go ahead, and let's uh, trend into it. You're listening to the PT Assistance Podcast with your hosts, Ken. And Laura. Thanks for joining for another exciting episode. So the reason why this came up, and Laura's already having a great time, I can tell. So the reason why this episode came up is because we were trying to think of different content to record. Mm -hmm. So we're not saying that there isn't any content. It's just that some days are easier than others to, to come up with stuff. Yeah. Also, we saw this trend also on the... ABTA and other like websites that we kind of pull ideas from and suggestions and whatnot, where they kind of recycle the same topic over and over again. A lot. So when we're trying to come up with an episode, at least that's what I, this is what I was doing. I don't know if you were, but I was thinking of like the content I consume personally. Mm -hmm. Right. So like the YouTube channels that I watch and kind of try to stay up to date on and what I notice is they have new things coming out almost every single day yeah. or at least on a weekly basis or every other week, but there's always something new. And I think that's the same with me. Like the content, like I was watching, like it was a lot of like, Hey, this is something different or something new that you haven't kind of seen before or haven't heard before. Or we've done a different spin on something. And so that's, I'm just kind of like in the same boat as you what I was looking at was a lot of the same repetitive or ideas that would come up be like, well, we kind of touched on that or, you know, we've talked about yeah, that. Yeah, when we were looking for more, more different topics mm-hmm. and whatnot. So I guess like the thing about physical therapy as far as what's new is typically like fads or trends for the most part, I feel like, and those kind of come and go. And speaking on like that part, and I feel like the reason why these come and go is because they're not backed up by evidence. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to like the evidence-based practice, whether you can do them or not at your own clinic, these things have to go through safety testing and effectiveness in order to start implementing these new techniques. So one thing that I, by. or to get paid by insurance is get reimbursed and whatnot. So something along those lines is like cupping, for example, right? Mm-hmm. So cupping It's been around for a long time, but the research isn't out there to prove its effectiveness 
beyond a doubt to the point where every single clinic practices using cups. Or it's like hit or miss on, yeah, just who will and who won't. Because they pick and choose more of their, what research they like to kind of go off of. Because there is no, like you said, no definitive research. Yeah, like there is some, some, and that's the thing, like some say that it works, some say that it doesn't. So like even with my boss in particular, where he's very by the evidence-based practice type of deal, he won't use it. Mm-hmm. because the evidence isn't there. And we've talked about this like several times too, like whether or not to do a treatment on if the patient finds benefit, right? Yep. So when it comes to what I was thinking, like, okay, well, like something that provides benefit, but it's not really there. And they're like, oh, it's all placebo. So then I went down the rabbit hole of placebo's effect and the fact that placebo, it this is like the weird loop that, I kind of (laughs) ran over and over again. So the placebo effect is backed up by research that it exists, that it does happen. And there's extensive research on the placebo effect. And the one article that I found about it was a study or referencing like Harvard, where they say like, it's not going to change the size of the tumor. It's not going to change your cholesterol levels, but it can adjust more brain related things like 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 pain management for example Mm -hmm. so when it comes to pain it's very subjective we talked about pain being like more psychosomatic that it's in our head everybody perceives it different everyone experiences it different you can't study pain too much because it's you can't gauge it but yet the placebo effect has been proven to adjust this in the article they also mentioned that they use the placebo effect on patients who have knee osteoarthritis and that they gave them placebo and they had better outcomes. Some of them were in less pain due to the placebo. So then I found that interesting. So that's backed up by evidence. But then when you use, when you think of taping, cupping, percussion devices, all of these things, no evidence supporting, not a lot of evidence behind it, but they all have evidence. Or if you follow the placebo status, they can all make a patient feel better. Mm-hmm but we're still not going to use them. Yeah. And I think that's the hard part of like, it comes down to sometimes why our field doesn't progress is because of the fact that in a way we're not dictated as much through what we find beneficial, but also what insurance dictates as beneficial. And sometimes, and I think that's why it's hard to advance new technology because you're not getting paid for it as well sometimes too so like for example the placebo effect you could be doing tape taping and whether or not you can prove you know that it it is beneficial you know some insurance won't cover some of that stuff just because of the fact that they don't see the research to back it and you're like but it is beneficial because of the fact that the patient's able to manage their pain better yeah. Which is a they're beneficial factor, benefit. but they're not. Their insurance don't count those. They don't care that the patient perceives perceives as getting better if it's not actually physically doing something. Which is just so frustrating because again, like you said, we've talked about the fact that, you know, how your brain perceives pain and how you register pain and how all of that happens could actually have a effect physically down the line 
Correct. Like you, you'll change yeah. your perception and yeah, that, that can lead to more changes as well. And kind of just going on to that, that quest of finding new things to mm-hmm. uh, advance our field. I tried to look at or look up what is the most recent advancement for physical therapy. Do you want to take a gander at what that is? I think it's going to be a technology. So I tried to limit it more towards. Okay. You manu- it. Sorry. I, more like manual therapy wise. Ooh, manually? Like the biggest. Yeah. Well, okay. So what, what do you think is the most recent manual therapy advancement that physical therapy has made that's new and backed by research saying that this is an effective method that we can new to us or new to physical like new to the physical therapy room or new to the whole healthcare body new mainly to physical therapy it's a man i was about to say well i was gonna say dry needling so i'm gonna get into when i ask my bosses this question and one of them said that but that well, is and that's why I was specify. That's why I was asking because dry kneeling is by far not new to the healthcare field. Also, not extremely backed up by research as well. Really? I yeah, well, I could see that. There, so it's the same thing. There are, I would say, there's there's more, some really good. There's more evidence for sure about dry needling than other things, but it's also it's still. Just, I would say like a a notch up from like cupping and all that stuff. Like it's still. Some people say it's beneficial. Some people say it's not. Yeah. But it's hard it, to provide a fake version of that because it's like, obviously, either the needle goes in or it doesn't. Why do I feel like it's going to be something like soft tissue? <laughs> scar scar tissue mobilization <laughs> is going to be like the newest. Oh, my gosh. If it's the newest, yeah. I'm going to cry for our feel. See, and then that's the thing. Like, <laughs> oh, gosh. What do, what do you think it is? I, I really All thought right, it I was need you, dry I need you to, I need you to lock in enhancer here. Dry needling? Well, that's, that's your locked in? Clearly not. Let's go. Um, uh, let's go assisted instrument assisted soft tissue. All right. Well, when I edit this, I am so going to add some bells in there because you are correct. Oh, no. <laughs> the most recent advancement in the physical therapy community and over the last decade is what they're considering it is instrument assisted grafting. Which is a crazy thought because yeah, it's been around for a long time, but it's now been backed up by so much evidence proving that it is effective. Yeah. Which is, if you think about it, like, honestly, I don't go to a place now that does not. Right. No clinics and facilities. A lot of them, at least in outpatient facilities, almost know the technique at least like i've never technically been trained in it officially like for the grafting class let me put it that way but i've been trained i've taken some courses on it just on my own of watching videos on like medbridge which by the way i recently did that on a side note their videos have gotten a little better but you know i it's still absolutely crazy to me that that is the newest technology or the advancement in our field. Yeah, at least that like I could manual find. Manual use, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there maybe there's something else. Maybe there isn't. I'm not sure, but from think, my well, research and what I've 
found that is the most recent I think that's a advancement. Yeah. Because you think about it, there's definitely new tools that have come out to make things slightly easier. We've seen things like electronic gonies to kind of make measurements more digital so they're more accurate. I've seen things as like the little, oh gosh, why am I thinking the mu- manual muscle test? Why am I blanking right now? They're oh, actually yeah, like the dynamometer the pressure. Type of deal. Yes. Yeah. Like those, dude, I saw one this week that my PT, one of our PTs had, and it was a Bluetooth connected one. So, like, those have all advanced technology-wise, but they're not anything technically new to the field, if that makes sense. Correct. So that's the going to lead into my next little segue. Oh, um, look at that. Of, I plan that. <laughs> of one, when I did ask my PTs this question as far as what do they, what did they think the most recent advancement, one said, like, he did bring up dry needling, like you said. But even he was on the same boat as like the evidence is there, but it's not so much to the point where it's like, oh, this is for sure super effective. Something everybody's going to do. And the other one just said physical therapy is like slow progressing birds. We just (laughs) we're we're at a crawl here. We don't really come up with new techniques, new technology. Like it's. Like he was thinking of like Maybe ultrasound. Snails. Like we got rid of a technique of ultrasound. We don't really perform that. I mean, maybe some some clinics I'm sure still do, but some people still love it. But like, I mean, the more we go on, the less and less I see ultrasound. I don't even think we have an ultrasound machine at our clinic. Yeah, like, because we, I know your two PTs, and they ain't gonna pay for something they're never gonna use. Yeah. So it's if anything, we got rid of something, and yet we didn't gain anything in return. Your so, knowledge, your absolutely amazing knowledge you have, Ken. They gained that. And both of them agreed that, and like you said, the goniometer and electric stuff, that the advancements are made more in the tech realm, but not in the mm-hmm. technique realm. Yeah. And the in, technique realm, oh, go ahead. You have. Oh, well, I was just going to say when it comes down to like a, the technical technology realm, like what I mean by that, it's things that are already set in our field that are just supposed to make our field easier, not anything that truly will benefit the patient. That's why I want to just clarify on that aspect. Yeah. In most cases. Now, don't get me wrong. There's things with prosthetics that are coming out that they are still working on technology wise. But again, we kind of covered it one time. But it's not far enough of, along that I would say we've made those dramatic leaps type thing that it's in the physical therapy field correct so when it comes to our techniques i found an article where they took a small sample group like 18 people i think wasn't even that many but they got experienced pts retired pts and their goal was to look at the changes in their manual techniques over time Mm-hmm. So they weren't even trying to see how effective their technique was. They're just saying, hey, like in your career, how's it changed? Did your techniques change to help patients? And they did a lot of joint mobs. They did muscle energy techniques and things like that. And the conclusion was the only thing that changed was through their experience, they became better at doing what they were doing. 
and were able to identify which techniques of the same ones they were doing would benefit the patient. Which makes sense. So to my understanding, no, nothing changed. They just got better nothing at doing changed, what they're doing. But at least they, they showed better. that they got better at it. They got better at it. Like, I guess that's, I would hope that they get better at it. So I someone get better at it. in their PT career, till they retired, nothing changed besides them just gaining the experience and the ability to apply that experience better to their next patient. Do you think, in a way, um, now I'm throwing this random question out at you. Do you think, and we could probably talk about this even more at the end. But before I forget, do you think that we're the reason there's not many advancements made technique-wise in the physical therapy field? Like you and me, personally? No, no, I didn't know I had that personally. much of an impact in the but field. As, as actual clinicians, PTAs, PTs, like, do you think us therapists were the reason not? Because, this is my logic. Because of the fact that we do, we like our techniques that we're, we hone in on, we get better at it over time. We still see the benefits because, again, most clinicians won't perform something that they don't think is actually benefiting the patient. I hope at least they're not doing that. But do you think because of the fact that we get set in our ways, we get comfortable with it and we kind of know, hey, this will help the patient. We don't actually go on looking for new ways to get it, to be able to maybe better technique, find better techniques that will help patients recover faster. Like, do you think we almost hold that back? I feel we fall under the realm of if it's not broken, don't fix it. Yeah. So in a way, yeah, I feel like just kind of like this article, we'll probably get more experience and be able to apply our techniques more effectively over time. Mm -hmm. But I don't really think things are going to change and that might be just because we are set in our ways we like the way we're doing things it's proven to work and i feel like it's just hard to have research towards new techniques like our field is just the same things over and over again does that make sense yeah no it does it'll be it definitely be i think it'd be interesting if like almost like a hey this would come out and like really like we found this technique and i think the the issue too going back to kind of our last episode so if you guys missed it tuesday's episode i almost said monday we recorded on monday tuesday's episode we talked about ceus like i think if they said hey guys this is a new technique that's out and really make it known like this is something we want to try out we want to get research on and be a part of what do you guys think put it out there and kind of have the whole field hone in on it a little bit more that might be beneficial but i don't know how you do something like that unless required to be a ceu ceus did cross my mind when i was like looking into this topic i didn't get a chance to look into it more but what i wanted to know was how new do new ceus come out or i guess how There's often do new ceus come out it's just it takes an... it it all depends on when they get accredited. Like that's the thing too. It's like you could have a new technique like come twice, out. Like once a month, the, twice a month. Oh, uh, I think more, like on a yearly new, base. Like on a yearly basis, they just release a whole bunch of new 
topics and ideas. Well, you know, so you know you what I'm think, trying to say? Yeah, and I, I get what you're kind of you're putting down. So, like for example, I'm going to just take the online platforms. Like the online platforms are always going to be recording something new, and they're always going to try to stay with the more or like recent updated information because that's again that's how they they get you to come in. You know, they they technically how they they want you technically to pick from different platforms because what there's like probably five at least online platforms that you could do your CEUs on. They want to provide newer stuff and newer information. But the issue is so they'll record those videos. And there's some new ones I took that like were, I want to say last year, there was a lot of videos on geriatrics and COVID. That was like the the new stuff out where this year, honestly, a lot of the videos that were popping up were a lot of public health ones that were newer and webinars that they did. But the issue, I think, on it, so like I think there's new stuff coming out and like relaying new information just in this, not new information, same information in new ways relaying it. But you still have to get them approved by your boards. Like each state still has to approve them individually still. So like I think that's one of the issues on why sometimes some of these newer things that hey, maybe I give it a try and we can even get more data on. We hold back because of the fact that we won't get A, any credit for them sometimes, or B, we just don't really know about them because they're not published out there quite yet. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I'm just like, well, as far as those techniques that we don't know if they're going to be counts towards our units, yeah. somewhere like cupping, taping, sometimes those aren't covered. I'm curious mm-hmm. if dry needling is. But they, I feel like they only come out so yes. often. For but you're right. I feel like maybe, maybe if something does come out and there's like new CEUs, I feel like there would just have to be a lot of buzz, a lot of hype around this technique for it to yeah. do well. Well, and you think about too how expensive some of these new techniques are. Like honestly, I've become a big fan of the BFR. Like honestly, I no, well before you definitely... get into that, I'm gonna. Well, because I, I have I have something that. on that. Well, it's um, not BFR. on the actual BFR. Well, just, mine's... Just, oh, okay, just, now we're all over this. Go ahead. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish train thought. <laughs> but I wanna, I wanna um, no, so like I've become a big fan of this technique because A, I've gotten to experience it. But the thing is, is I would love to go out and just get certified right now. But I can't. I Well, not even certified. I'd love to. I want to take a class before, of course, I give it to any other patient or I perform it on any other patient because of just how you know, this technique needs to be definitely used properly. But the thing is, is A, you have to either wait for a week in class to come out and do it in person and that kind of stuff. Or B, they're just so damn expensive. And yes, I said it. I say damn because they are. Because they're so expensive. Like these new techniques that, hey, I maybe I'll put into practice and everything like that. And I'll give it really a try and try it with some people. Like, it's over $500 just to take the course like we talked about. And I think that also holds back advancing some of these new techniques because they're not getting taught in school. Like, instrument-assisted technique, we never got taught that in school. And that should be. That should definitely be taught, I feel like, in school. Just as well as joint moves should be taught in school. But it's just like they don't do that. And I think that's also where we're holding ourselves back in this field. So my <laughs> next point, so the other article I found was 
the improvement of physical therapy. And mm -hmm. that covers mainly tech. And the very top one is BFR. Yep. That's what I was trying to get to. <laughs> and you kind of already covered all that. So we'll just move on to the next one. <laughs> I apparently but have very strong opinions on all this. I can tell. Like so the things of like how we are making advancements, again, it's not really in the manual techniques. I feel like those are tried and true and they're going to stay the same probably for the foreseeable future. Probably more like that first article where we're going to get better at doing what we're doing, be able to mm -hmm. identify things a little bit faster. Like I remember the first time I was doing soft tissue and I was able to identify knots faster and more effectively. And that just comes with experience, right? Yeah. But the areas that it is improving and also what my PTs mentioned, and I already kind of knew of it, was tech technology. That's what's improving mm -hmm. therapy. That's what's making things different. Laura, you already kind of mentioned it earlier in the episode of how it's more making things convenient. easier for physical therapists. Yeah, more convenience, but not so much manually. Yeah. So in that article, they mentioned BFR, which you kind of just touched on. Exoskeleton yeah, skeletons. So you already kind of mentioned like as far as prosthetics and all these assistants and patients who are paralyzed. Force plates. We had a huge discussion at this at work about force plates on how they're getting these track and field athletes getting a baseline to where they're at. So when they're injured, they know what their goal to return back to rehab is or back mm -hmm. to sport. Motion capture technology. So like VR, AR, things like that. You said the electrical goni. I feel like that's kind of like a motion capture type of deal where you can see the range of motion. Well, I think uh, too, you got a lot of analyze. Like you can analyze body mechanics now. Like the, you can, uh, you can capture on video, and it's going to pinpoint. We see that in a lot of sports, which can come to physical therapy. That's one of the things that, like, I think of, like, with that AI and the capturing and that kind of stuff. So even more than even the goni. This one I've never heard of, but I thought was interesting. Using ultrasounds to analyze musculoskeletal soft tissue as far as the injuries and the extent of injuries and exactly where the injuries are. You, do you have a question? Um, actually, now that I think about that, that's done on me every single time I go into the doctors right now. Yeah, so that... Which I've more, honestly, more I've wondered I've never why, seen like... It. Well, he's the first doctor i've ever seen to go in and ultrasound and look at the progress of what's actually going on slightly within the tendon and the yeah, so the fluid around not, it not invasive and you get to get images on the almost every of the single injury. time yeah, yeah and how, so it's, progressing how it's progressing and healing. yeah and so i thought that was interesting I was quick like, wow, answers that's kind of cool like, it's it's honestly i've been thinking it's brilliant i don't i don't know how technically we could bring that into our, our fields because, again, you would need now to be, that would mean further education, I feel like, on PTs. It wouldn't be us, honestly. So that could be its own episode at this point. I think all of these well, can be its own episode. It's I just, just kind of. Yeah, that one you would just, I feel like you would have to, we'd have one. to start getting more education on. Like, because you'd have to be able to read an ultrasound. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then the last one was instrumented insoles. So getting a real-time feedback on someone's gait analysis as far as kind of like a force plate in a way, oh, but it just goes cool. in their shoes. So it kind of records over time their walking patterns hey, instead of like, hey, I need week. you to exactly strike this plate at 
this angle make sure you try to make it in stride with the natural no put this in your shoe go take a lap and then i'll look at it or not even that do it for a whole week so i can see how you uh do it for a week correctly yeah no that's definitely cool the thing is is like i feel like there's so much technology that could advance our field and that's probably every field and this just this is my rant about healthcare is it's just cheap so that was my my final thoughts as well is just the accessibility <laughs> of this type of equipment and how practical it is, is it for the general population like my clinic i don't think would use any of the like exoskeletons probably not force plates no motion capture no like we don't need any It'd be of beneficial. that our, oh absolutely but we're not going to shell out five grand for some of this equipment when we're not really going to use it like sure i can see a high-end facility that works with athletes pro athletes even and things like that maybe mm-hmm. if you're doing research then maybe for that but as just like a general popular like the gen pop people that come into our facilities i don't think they're gonna want to shell out this kind of money no and it- the the thing is is the benefits that you would get from some of these things don't outweigh the the price the con of just buying it and that price and either storing it maintaining it 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 might be beneficial for the patient but it's just like that benefit is not going to be a large enough gap to to justify all the use for it so but anything yeah, it's just it comes it comes down to the fact that like again, we've we have topics, we want to do more research on topics. But we you know, for a good chunk of time we were really trying to look into like new things and bringing new new information that we were finding or new new subjects that brought up and it was just kind of like we're out. There's really not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a lot or if like you know, we brought up topics of, you know, just the the new things that we've learned in the first couple of years. Okay, has anything changed? No, because the field really <laughs> hasn't changed. And so I think going forward, like what we've kind of wanted to do is we want to dive down deep into some of the research and find some of the benefits of things or, or find more of the research on topics on even some pathos too. Like definitely how we use it in the clinic and dive in a little bit deeper and all that yeah jazz. Well, like, i still think we, we want to look at like the trends and things that are happening but like yes. i said like it's not really often but we'll definitely try to keep an That's eye out and provide thing. some new updates as far as like hey like maybe keep an eye out for this maybe be popular down the road sure but again that doesn't happen very often in our field which is like so crazy when i was just consuming my own content i was like oh yeah like Cool. That's a new story. That's a new story. That's a new story. And me over here thinking about PT, I'm like, I don't really think we've had these <laughs> kind of news stories in a while. But yeah, we'll definitely keep an eye out. We definitely encourage other people to to kind of do some research, see what's coming up, and see what you find. And again, guys, we want to make this content for you guys. So if you guys are ever finding something interesting and you're like, Ooh, this would be good. I'd love to hear more about this. And, you know, you don't got time for the research. Send it our way. We'll take a look at it. We're open to kind of anything. I did want to point out there are funded grants 
if you are looking into doing research, there's a little bit more. Again, I didn't dive too down, too much down the rabbit hole on this, just because that would require me to apply for it. But the APTA does have websites, a website that you could, um, or a link, I should say, a link that you can click that if you're looking to do some research and you'd like to get some funding for it, you can always apply. There's different timeframes from what I can tell for application deadlines. But yeah, so like if you're looking to get into a little bit more of the research, take a look at that. Uh, but on that note, Ken, you got anything else? No, that was it. Yeah. So until next time, guys. Take care. The information in this video or podcast is not intended nor implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. All content, including text, graphics, images, and information contained in this video or podcast is for general information purposes only and does not replace your professors or a consultation from your own doctor or healthcare professional.